In other words, if one does not exercise proper position sizing and risk control, one could lose tons of money even with a 90% win rate strategy. That's exactly what happened to me. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. On today's episode, we're going to stop talking about how to trade and show you exactly how we do trade inside the 10-minute trading room. So be sure to stay to the end so I can show you exactly how to get that $5,488 worth of trading education for free. Let's get into it. I'm going to show you every single trade that we put on over the last couple of weeks and how we traded them. And hopefully you'll find a ton of value with this. So here's everything we've traded inside the 10-minute trading room. The How to Trade Stocks Options podcast is now exclusively on ShareVision.com, the first dedicated streaming platform for the world of finance. And that's where you can find us every single week over at ShareVision.com. Just head to ShareVision.com to learn more and type in 10-Minute Stock Trader in the search bar. Come like and subscribe. I can't wait to see you over there at ShareVision.com the first dedicated streaming platform for the world of finance. Good afternoon, traders. Happy happy Friday. Happy July the 8th. I spent way too much time working on my cameras yesterday, and I see it's... Ah, that was the wrong button. Slightly out of focus. Hang on. Okay, that looks better. How are you guys doing today? Brian's here. Donna's here. I told you guys the other day, and I stood by it, I'm cautiously, optimistically bullish in this market. And we're starting to see some good movements, so I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. I think the QT is finally priced in, if you want to think of it that way. And we could have some opportunities for going long in the near future, so that makes me happy. I, I always prefer to trade long. I really always do. Uh, but real quick, before we get too deep into the weeds today, um, next Wednesday, the 13th, I am actually presenting at TCU, uh, doing a presentation there, uh, in the morning. And, uh, I do plan on being here in my chair, making it happen. But if for some reason I am not able to actually make it back here, I can stream from my phone and I'll check in with you guys, let you know what I see, and then we'll call it a defensive day at that point. But I am planning on being over to TCU in the morning, doing a presentation there, then coming back here, making this happen on a normal normal daily basis. So that should be easy. Then second off, I got to share with you guys. I got to share with you guys. You guys know that I'm working on a intraday trading strategy. Uh, using futures. I goofed up hard this morning. Victor, good to see you. Maria, glad you're here. Brian, 10-minute mobile warrior. You got it. Yeah. I goofed up hard. I messed up in a bad way this morning. Let me tell you all about it. This is why I wasn't ready to, to get this out prime time. I had a trade on short the ES when the SPY was around 386.05 down here. Okay. 
Let me clean this up a little bit, make it a little easier to see. So that was my entry point going short. And as you can see, it was trending down. My mistake, which glaringly became obvious later on, was like, Chris, this is a long-term uptrend. Why in the absolute world, why in the world are you going short? And I was like, oh, okay, 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 I get it. I didn't see it before, but I see it now. Totally goofed up on that. This is more of a uh, buying the dip type of strategy as far as the, the intraday goes. Because it would have worked fantastic <laughs> if I had bought the dip rather than selling the dip. And the way that buying the dip works, you know, you go back a couple of years ago and people were saying, hey, just buy the dip every time. And I remember specifically Brian Shannon and I talking about this, Brian Shannon being uh, the, the alpha trends guy, uh, the anchored BWAP guy. Buying the dip is an absolutely useful strategy. And as you can see here, has played out when it's in a longer term uptrend. Okay, so this is on a 12 minute chart. You guys know I like the, um, you guys know I like the intraday on the 12 minute. And I, I took a step back and I'm like, oh, duh, Chris, this is buying the dip inside of a longer term trend. That was not how I intended it to be, but that's how the math actually turned out to be. And I was like, oh, cool, okay. So with that said, I went short basically near the bottom and like a like a dummy i held it like no this makes sense it's going to go short i held it way 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 too long all sold it out basically or closed it out near the top so i took nearly an entire <laughs> selling at the bottom buying back at the top situation uh so yeah that that super sucked however the lesson that i want to get across with this yes brian i had a rule to exit and i didn't follow it I didn't follow it and it was on me. But every losing trade you should use as an opportunity to learn from it. So that's what I did. I was like, okay, Chris, clearly you bunked up pretty hard. Let's take a look at what went wrong here. What went wrong? A, I didn't follow my rules to exit. B, part of our strategy in the in the broader term is having the half ATR exit point or the back-tested trend line being broken, or uh, yesterday's high. And I was like, all three of those happened, and I did not follow my rules. And I was like, okay, I can't let that happen again. So I figured out inside of TrendSpider how to set alerts for the previous candle's high if your uh, stock goes above that point. So in this case, it'd be on the 12-minute. I also figured out how to use an ATR value so that I would know, hey, you know what? Exit, exit, exit. So clearly I messed up hard, but I used it as an opportunity. And that's what I want to get across to you guys. Use losing trades as an opportunity to improve upon. So that shouldn't happen again to me. Could it happen? Sure. Should it happen? No. Brian says, glad to see even you forget the rule. It's difficult to follow the exit rule. It is. It is. The exit rule is really difficult to follow. So Brian, yes, absolutely. And I want to share that with you guys to let you know I'm not perfect. Okay. Especially when I'm working on this, you know, I'm, I'm using actual real dollars. So it's not like paper trading where you just, you know, blindly say, oh, yeah, enter exit. I, I messed up. I did a rookie mistake that I shouldn't have done. But I'm also considering it some Wall Street tuition. That'll never happen again. So I'm here for you guys as well.
always, always, always working out in your best interest. But with that being said, uh, this afternoon's entry points actually have done really, really well. Uh, the first entry was down here. The second entry is right here. And um, the planned exit point is the gray line or the half ATR exit from our second entry point, which it may clear here in just a second. I mean, you take it off. But either way, working for you guys, basically trying to make this awesome, something that you can add into your arsenal. So with that being said, let's get right into our market analysis. All right, welcome to the 10 minute trading room. This is how to trade in only 10 minutes a day and exactly how to take the guesswork out of trading. Now with our 10 minutes of freedom trading strategy, it always and forever starts with the market. And here's what we need to look at. We need to see the 10 day over the 20 day, or I'm sorry, under, with price under the 50 day. Now, if we zoom out to the daily charts here, we can see the 10 day is the blue line, the 20 day is the black line, 50 day is the red line. This is still, crazy as it sounds, but this is still a bearish posture. Now, granted, prices over the 10, prices over the 20, and prices looking at 50. <clears throat> so this could definitely start looking pretty bullish pretty soon. Next, we want to see MMFI under 50% to go short. And it, every day, it's getting easier and easier to crest that hurdle. I have no problem, as you guys know, going long or short. The opportunities will be there no matter what, each direction. And we need to be agile enough to take advantage of those when they come. Lastly, Fin Club came with a red day today. So if we look at this objectively, 10 is under the 20. Price is under the 50. MMFI is under the 50. And Fin Club is red. So it's anything other than green. So that constitutes an offensive day. Absolutely. So we will follow the rules and we'll proceed as normal. Now, let's always start with our existing positions. So we only have one position on right now, and that's in uh, PM, Philip Morris. And this is a great example. You can see over here on the far right-hand side, this is a great example of relative weakness, right? The SPY being uh, up on the day, where Philip Morris is being down a good amount on the day. That's what you want to see. <laughs> that shows exceptional relative weakness when the market's going up and the stock is going down. So let's go through our exit signals here real quick. Our profit's locked in. We determine that by the five-day exponential, which we back-tested. Has that crossed our entry point? That's the gray line. Has it crossed through the green? Not quite yet, but that's okay. So we ask ourselves these questions here. A half ATR from entry. Has it crossed over that? Nope. Has not. That's at 69 or 96.69. Next is, is it above yesterday's high? Yesterday's high is at 95.81. Or is it above the back chest of trend line? And the back chest of trend line is at 96.07. So we're going to go with the least amount of risk in this case, which is at 95.81. That's yesterday's high. And I'm going to keep updating this for you guys. So you can see when you look at it. Yes, we're going to follow yesterday's high because that is the least amount of risk. And at the moment, no trade to take off. So we leave it on. Easy enough. Now, We've gone through our existing positions. Let's go into the next step, which is looking at the charts, seeing what stocks out there have a bearish setup from a chart perspective. And the easiest, fastest way to do this is with the AI chart bearish power scanner. Let's let that run. I know this was slow the last couple of days. Here we go. Oh, Twitter's on there. 
Gold. The word gold. What is gold? Barrick Gold Corporation. Okay. Oh, we got a few. 12, 13, 14, 16, 17. Yeah, we got plenty to choose from today. 18. Philip Morris is back on there again. 19. Oh, it's so slow today. <laughs> all right, we got 19. So we're going to export this by cloning it, selecting all, going into our scanning help. And we're going to turn this sideways by clicking this blue button right here. And when we've done that, we can then take it straight into the relative strength scanner. In cell A5, go edit, pay special values. Let that rock and roll for a minute. Tyler, good to see you, man. Glad to see you. All right, let's let that roll. Oh, we got a few. All right. E including Twitter. Sweet. I love seeing uh, big names. I was about to say friendly names, but big names on here that, that are widely known. That makes me happy. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Benzinga list. Let's go back and edit that. Save. Okay, now we're going to backtest these. Now the objective with the backtest go through this real quick as we know the relative strength is good we know the charts we set up we want to find the back test we want to find a positive expectancy for our stock and our strategy meeting together to have a positive expectancy then we want to find what is best is it the five day or the 10 day as our exit point and then we want to make sure that the projection on the back test exceeds the third buy point which should in theory be a home run if it does go through that point but you know Past performance is not indicative of future results, as we've seen lately, that's for sure. All right, let's go back test all of these. And I'll start at the top with strategy tester, 10-day bearish full. And if you need this information, it's in the 10-minute trading room in the back testing criteria section right there. Hit run. All right, so Twitter comes in negative 51%. We don't want that. That's a negative expectancy on our strategy on this stock. So we're just going to exclude it by marking it red and not come back to it. Uh, let me mark Philip Morris gold real quick or green because we're already in that. So gold has a negative per, uh, expectancy. So we need to get out. Oh, I got my alert for exiting my futures trades. Let me close that real quick. Done. Okay. And the thing is that whenever you do start using this strategy is that you've got to execute just like I just did there. I, there was no second guessing. The only reason you get the alert is if the stock is no longer performing. And we can go back and check it in a little bit, but I, I don't have to worry about it because I know that the stock was not performing anymore. Okay, so moving on, gold has a negative expectancy. NEM has negative expectancy. EXPE, negative. LIN. Negative. WBA, negative. WPM, negative. AEM is negative. WIN is also negative. Oh man, I might get nobody through today. Caesar is negative. Got one more. Blooming onions here. 
Blumen Brands is also negative. Okay. Now, since that happened, I'll go through and I'll run the scanner one more time, the bearish power scanner, see if anything else pulls through. We'll run through the relative strength scanner one last time. And uh, if we backtest and comes through and they're all negative, that's okay. That totally happens. Close this. Don't save. Refresh. Got a few more. It says 24 now. All right. Yeah, we got a few more. See that aren't already marked. All right. So clone watch list. Copy. Go to the scanning help file. Ron says, the new process are you working on will be a day trading. Yeah. So it's going to be on 12 minute charts. And so it's really going to have um, like two or three or potentially four trades an entire day. And it's going to be alert based alert based inside of TrendSpider. I'll get it all set up for you. I'll make adjustments as needed because I'm finding that the data that I had before, it was 7,000 candles. So 7,000 12 minute candles. So it went back to October. I'm finding I needed to come in a little bit closer. So about 3,000 candles, which is about four months of data. And that seems to be working a little bit better. Interesting that it uh, works that way, but yeah, that's part of it. All right, let's go back, drop these guys back in here. Yeah, it'll be a day trading thing. It'll be completely alert based. And when I get it set up, uh, we're going to have, I, I was mentioning this yesterday, we're going to have a, uh, oh, most of these are red already. We're going to have a uh, instant messaging platform set up so I can alert you guys when I get that alert and make the trade, kind of like we do now. But rather than me like sitting here and talking to you about it, it's just going to be an alert, just straight alert. All right, uh, we only have three more, three new ones. So trip, negative expectancy, 3M, ah, positive expectancy there. Okay, mark him blue, this blue. And tech, ah, we got one today. Okay, that's all right, no problem. Work through the list here. So we're gonna go to 3M and we're gonna see, and look how it's already painting its back test. I love when I see that. Um, Go to, where's that? Here. We want to make sure that it exceeds the second and third buy points, but really we only have to put the third buy point on there. So that'll be relative strength scanner. And it was 3M. So we want to see 122.97. Oh yeah, it, it clears that by a mile. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and mark it on there so you can see. 122.97. All right. So that would be our third entry point. If it gets that far. All right. So now we have that. Let's go into our option chain here. And with the option chain, we want to look at about 21 days to expiration, 250 plus open interest. 50 cent bid ask spread or less, and 20% or less extrinsic value. Ernie, hey man, glad you made it. It is an offensive day. PM is looking great. We're looking at only 3M today as our only setup. Brian asks, are we going to be able to respond to it fast enough to take advantage of the move? 
It's really going to be up to you, Brian. And that's a great question. If you feel comfortable in a place where you can do this, right? And that's why having the ability to set the alerts uh, on Trend Spider is going to help you because you can see visually what's going on. Additionally, I'm going to send these alerts out. It doesn't mean you have to take them, right? Because if you're busy, if you're in a meeting, if you're at work and it's not a good time for you, you don't have to take it. By all means, you don't have to. Nima, hey man, good to see you. All right, so we're in 3M on the options chain. Let's change this to open interest. So July 29th, open interest doesn't look great. Let's go one earlier. Doesn't look great. Let's go one later. Oh, there's some, okay. That's the only one that I would even consider right now. The 134, that's super random. All right, let's make sure that the extrinsic is less than 20%, which I don't think it is. 1.9 over 715 is 26%. Sometimes I can get away with that, but this is 45 cents wide. 715 minus 670. Yeah, that, that's not adding up for me. 3M does not have the liquidity that I'm okay with putting on. Let me refresh. Maybe that'll make a difference. Nah, I don't see enough liquidity in 3M to put it on. And that's okay. Following the rules means following the rules, even when it's set up to the point where it looks like it's a great opportunity. But if you can't get in and you can't get out, you're going to lose money on both sides. And I've shared with you guys my story on that. It's not fun. So uh, wrapping up today, uh, keeping PM, not putting on 3M. And we didn't have anything else to pass on the back test for today. Easy enough. Let's move into the final thoughts. I may have more than one for you guys today. Sorry, I'm trying to find it. Here it is. This is what happened to me when I was in my younger days. In my younger days, learning to trade unsuccessfully. But a little story that I'll play out here. In other words, if one does not exercise proper position sizing and risk control, one could lose tons of money even with a 90% win rate strategy. That's exactly what happened to me. Uh, I have told you guys this story, but I remember there was one year where I traded these iron condors because I thought it made sense, right? You can't lose on an iron condor. It goes up, it goes down, it goes nowhere. You win all the time. Well, clearly I was the one person in the world who could not make money with these. And I thought it was great because I knew I had an 80 something percent win rate. Like I could quantify 85% win rate. But 90% of all the dollars I lost in the whole year came from that strategy. And I was like, I clearly have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing, right? And the reasoning is because A, I didn't have proper position sizing. I didn't even know position sizing at that time. But risk control was the biggest portion of that. Meaning, on an iron condor, you're looking to win 100 ballpark numbers here. 
looking to win $100 to take on $400 in risk. So when you lose one, you now have to get four perfectly right in a row to break even. I'm losing on the one. The better setup and the setup that we trade now and the setup that actual profitable traders use is where you risk one, hopefully, to make two, three, or four. Not risking four to make one if you're lucky. So yeah, I thought that was really good and I wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, he goes on to talk about more about speculating in ARC and, and all this stuff. But the point is, is that you've got to have proper position sizing. Even with a crazy high win rate, you can still lose a ton of money. And I have been there for sure. All right. So that wraps up today's trading room. Thank you guys so much for coming today. A uh, quick reminder before we go, next Wednesday, I will be at TCU speaking on campus. Uh, that'll be in the morning. But in the afternoon, I am planning on being here. If I do not make it here in time, I will be doing a stream from my phone. I'll be pulled over, so it'll be safe. But I'll be doing a stream from my phone, checking in with you guys, letting you know how things are going, and we'll treat it like a defensive day. Thank you so much for coming to today's trading room. Be sure to have a fantastic weekend, and I'll see you right back here on Monday. Talk soon. Hey, don't forget, before you head out, head to secretinvestingbook.com right now to get your free copy of the Secret Investing Book. This is how to finally get a positively unfair advantage in the stock market. And it has 13 of the secrets that Wall Street does not want you to know. And I want to send this to you for free today. Just help me by covering shipping. And the way you can do that is by going to secretinvestingbook.com. That's secretinvestingbook.com. And I'll ship this out for you right away. Thanks so much. I'll see you there.